Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show with the legendary Cleveland quarterback himself alongside the top dog, Hanford Dixon. <laughs> okay, boys, we also have, look at this, I'm going to get... Uh, keep us boys in control. That's right. We'll, That's right. We'll keep you in line today. We also have, let's take a look at Dave's shot with a nice, cute background. Ooh. What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, All big right. dog. Yeah. Big so, play? Oh, and guys, look at this. Look what Dave did for us. This is called the trio shot. Oh, <laughs> the trio. <laughs> Gab, you got to take credit for this high tech here. I Thank know. you for making me and Top Dog <laughs> look better. <laughs> Very nice. I will say, I think your lighting's a little better. We, we got you looking cute, boys. <laughs> so, hey, what do you say we get into our opening drive? We'll take a look at some of this NFL playoff football we've had. You got it. Sounds good. All righty. Stand by. There she is. Okay, we had some great playoff games this weekend, and we still have Cowboys Bucks tonight. But let's talk about some of those crazy wild card games. We could t start with the Jaguars Chargers because I know you both picked them to win the Jaguars last week. And how about that crazy comeback? <laughs> hey, for the opening drive and to pick that game. Um, Absolutely shows you why NFL football is so awesome and so exciting right now. It's a, a Monday. I want to, after, especially after last week and the way our season ended, I want to be super positive, super enjoying, and super into the awesome football we saw yesterday. But it just it just sits with me and top dog when when we were playing. Like I hate to keep going back to when we were playing statements and stuff. But God, not being in the playoffs from a Browns perspective, not being part of a Super Wild Card weekend, and seeing how awesome those games were was disappointing from the Browns' standpoint, not being involved in it. But then also, as we get through the course of the show, seeing how much work we got to do to compete against some of the teams we saw yesterday. And those weren't <laughs> even the top two seeds in our league. Well, you know what? I, BK, watching yesterday, I realized one thing after uh, I realized that I'm a football addict. I mean, I, I really am. I mean, I just couldn't get enough of watching game after game after game. And normally when uh, the later game comes on, I'll fall asleep and, you know, I, you know, I have it recorded and I wake up and have to watch it over again. But that just didn't happen yesterday. Uh -huh. I sit there. And I watch football game after football game after football game. And you know what? I, um, and I realized, again, I already knew this myself, but how much I miss the game. Because when I truly, and you guys have heard me say this time and time again, when I truly miss the game, is doing this time of the year yes, playoff times yes, god you're making yes, me feel old yes you're so right though that's the adrenaline heck as i'm sitting here gazing over at you the goosebumps are rolling underneath the sweatshirt thinking about just the excitement level that you had playing in those games and seeing the magnitude of them and seeing the way that guys some of the guys rose to the occasion yesterday <laughs> was was impressive and again Trevor, i want to be positive well, How Trevor, about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that second thirty minutes, not the first thirty. <laughs> but and you know what? And, and Gab had mentioned about that game in particular to start off talking about. We talked last week on the podcast. I'm massively biased towards Doug Dougie Fresh Peterson as one of my old teammates in the quarterback room, and 
I still feel like he's the young kid, but he's a one of the veteran coaches in our league. And to see what he did Saturday night and to see Trevor Lawrence's uh, progress after the mess he had last year, that was one hell of a second half. You know what? I, I watched him and and, uh, and and some of those interceptions, you could just see the pain in his face when he, uh, when he was throwing those interceptions. Guys, look at it. This kid came out. He threw four interceptions, and then he, I think he had four touchdowns. He threw four touchdowns, too, uh, in this game. For him to just uh, hang with it, stay with it, and and just keep the team together saying, because what were they down, what, 27 nothing? 27 nothing. 27 nothing. Is there anyone, I don't think there's anyone that was down 27 nothing in the playoffs and came back to win a game. Is there Anybody? Uh, uh, or can go, you can you think of anybody? Or um, I think we go back to the uh, Frank Wright, <laughs> yeah. thirty-one to three. He was yeah. down at one point against the Bills and the uh, Oilers uh, back in the day. How about the guy who bet over a million dollars at halftime for the Chargers money line, ten thousand dollar payout? Yeah, did that he guy have? I was oh chuckling. I was chuckling God. on that. Was did he do the same promotional bet that I did last week? <laughs> no, okay, was, so. was he doing that for charity and for promotion? <laughs> well, you know, there's a hell of a donation that Home Slice made. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I think the guy he bet what the one point four, and he, yeah. he was going to win what only about ten grand, 10 grand. and he was just so confident. He said, "Hey, and I, I can." understand where he was coming from there's no of course there's no way I would have bet it but I can understand where he was coming from I mean hell I got this one in the bag you know I, uh, do I wanted to load it into the show but have you guys seen that meme of the the football player I think it was a high school football game but he, he says they had us in the first half not gonna lie that's what Trevor Lawrence tweeted after the game that picture of that high school player saying that I wanted to load it into the show but he had such a sense of humor because it was 30 unanswered points that for them to come back with that. Bernie, what would you be thinking, you know, if you threw four <laughs> interceptions? Like how do you how do you turn that train around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, good lord, that I didn't throw four interceptions ever in the first half, let alone in a playoff game. And you know, I want to say this in the spirit of levity and to try to be funny and stuff. There's a lot of major social issues going on in our society and with the offseason coming. Some of those health and wellness, social issues, I think we want to tackle on the show here and stuff. So I want to say these words in the spirit of levity, um, because Top Dog, you had mentioned, you know, that you realized yesterday that yeah. you're almost addicted to football yeah. or in, and playoff football in particular. And I'm friends and teammates with the great uh, Michael Irvin. And Michael Irvin uses that phrase, too, that he's addicted yeah. to football and stuff. So, um, you know, those are, those are important words and what's going on in society and what's ha happening with overdose deaths and you know things of that nature and stuff so you know uh, gab asks you know how how i would feel and stuff um you know i actually and again what's i would feel suicidal mm -hmm. i mean that mm -hmm. it means that much and i mean i want to say that in in jest but the reality of the importance of how much goes into the game what you're thinking about is going to happen during the game and then me and you spend so much yeah. time together as teammates, yeah. and here I am. Yeah. I'm letting my 52 guys yeah. down. Yeah. Um, Gab, I'm thinking about the, the closest analogy to me was 
I'm playing my second year in the league, the Jets double overtime game where, God, thank you, Lord, we came back and won. But I threw back-to-back picks in the fourth quarter. Jesus, God, shoot me. That's so stupid. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Threw two picks back-to-back yeah. -back in the yeah. fourth quarter. I was on the half-yard line. Yeah. I was like Huntley. He fumbled. I threw a pick. <laughs> Jeez. Then the, I coupled that up on the next play and threw another one. So to be down 10 like that, I so get that. And that's... Um, the good Lord brought me out of it because yeah. those are things you can sometimes never come back yeah. from. And for Trevor Lawrence at home to have that terrible first half with four picks like that, and then for the good Lord to bless him with that uh, comeback in the second half, those are life-changing they're absolutely career-changing um, moments for players. Well, I could say this, Gab, before we move on. One thing uh, I know about you, as long as there's time on the clock, I don't care if you threw eight picks, six picks, yeah. five picks, you Oof. always believe that we're going to come back and we're going to Always gonna believe it. Believe that we're going to win this You have to have it. And, and the and, short answer to that is as hard as it is for human nature, you have to have amnesia. And, you have to forget about and it. And Gab, as a player... You can feel it. You know when the game is changing. You know when you're coming back. You know when you have them on the ropes talking about the, uh, the opposing team. And uh, I guarantee you, Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you can, his teammates could tell you that he had that look in his eyes and he knew that they were going to come back and they were going to win this ball game. How about uh -huh. Staley? Is he on the hot seat after that blow-up loss? What do you think? And would you want him as defensive coordinator for the Browns? Who no, I have my eyes uh, on uh, uh, someone that I, I I want for this um, uh, defensive coordinator. But the problem is, uh, the guy that I'm looking at, uh, Flores. I you know, he, Bernie, he's got uh, possibility of being head uh, a head coach, and and with that possibility, he's not going to going to commit right now to the Browns or any other football team until he can see whether or not he can land a head coaching job. Absolutely. That's unfortunate for us, for people that, like ourselves, we want to have that yeah. decision made. We want to lock up, ho hopefully, the best guy possible. Arizona Cardinals have asked to, to talk with Coach Flores, so you can't blame a guy for kind of wanting to check out those type options. You know, Gab, to your question on, on Coach Staley, our um, our John uh, John Carroll alumnus, he was D coordinator there, I think, in 2015 and 16. And to have this career uh, transition to where he's become a D coordinator, now a head coach like this the last couple of years, that's an amazing run for him. I'm a fan of him. I like him. It's going to be tough for him to survive this situation right now. Let's move on to Buffalo beating Miami. Um, Josh Allen got into a little shoving match with Christian Wilkins. Uh, so this is a good time for us to ask, who did you guys ever fight with or, or give you grief during your playing days? Are you kidding? <laughs> All the who time. didn't we? I mean, who didn't we fight with? I yeah. mean, every single game. Uh, I know uh, I was into it with uh, with someone or some player because, uh, Gabby, I was one of those guys that talked a lot. I mean, I, no, talked, I talked about their mama. I talked about their daddy. <laughs> I talked about their kids. I talked about if they had any kids. I, if they had a wife, I talked about his wife. You know, I constantly anything that I could do to get that edge to uh, get his mind off of the game and have him thinking about me that's what I did I mean obviously uh, I would go back after the game or something and shake the guy's hand good game or whatever but during the game I wanted to try to control him and I, you know again another story I've told you guys and I don't know if you remember I never forget I was a rookie I came into the league 
and we were playing the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and and there was John Stallworth, there was Lynn Swan, but I was pretty much on John Stallworth the whole game. And, boy, here I was a rookie, and I'm talking to him and, and just trying to get in his head. He never said a word. He never said a word. And, BK, do you know – that bothered me. I was going to say, yeah. did I play the game? Was that the reverse Uno yes. card? Yes, yes. That yes. got to you now. Yes, it got to me because mm. he never said a word. And I, it's funny because I see him sometime and I say, you son of a bitch, you. I said, he just laughed. You know, he just laughed. He said, see, I got you there. I said, you damn right. You got me, big dog. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, talking talking smack and stuff out there, I used to like to chat with the safety yeah. in the middle line. Linebacker yeah. and stuff because you could actually you could actually derive get little information get information and things things out of them from for that you could use during the you, game. You guys, what would you, you say guys had your own little battle going on. Oh, it'd yeah. be a mental chess match. I mean, yeah. I I had a lot of fun. There's there was guys like the Raiders were really big yeah. back then, so uh, Matt Millen was their middle linebacker. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of chatting going on with him. Stacy Torin, God bless him, he's passed, but. He was another guy, a safety that, that was a tough guy, the the precursor to Ronnie Lott. And, and See, what those guys were doing defensively, talking about those the linebackers and talking about those safeties, what they wanted to do was disguise their defense, what they were doing, trying to make Bernie think that he was seeing something that he actually wasn't seeing. But they don't know that was the old pro right there. Yeah, seeing <laughs> things. Saying, and, then, yeah. Oh, then, and then trying to throw you off your game and yeah. stuff, trying to get you off and getting you emotionally into it. And, you know, top top. You were talking yeah. about uh, how much love and respect we uh, have for the game and almost the addiction of love that we have, especially this time of the year. And, God, it sounds a little maybe cocky of me what's going through my concussed head right now. <laughs> but, you know, you, you talk about Josh Allen yesterday and the Dolphins going with, with Chris, and, uh, Chris Wilkinson um, and them talking smack and stuff. It was kind of emotional for me watching even that game. I was talking to some of the Dolphin coaches uh, over the weekend as before they went up to uh, to up the Buffalo. And they were joking with me about they were looking. They went back to study the Buffalo Bills so much that they saw film of me <laughs> the last time the Dolphins played the Bills in the playoffs. The game got a little out of line, so the great Dan Marino had taken a seat for the day. So I did a little cleanup duty. So they were doing their level of analysis on the Bills by watching me play. So that was almost uh, 30 years ago. So to, to watch them play yesterday and – to see that they're down to their third-string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And again, all year, you've yeah. heard me bragging. I yeah. am a Josh Allen yeah. fan. I love uh, what the Bills are doing. Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, is a cane. So I love what they're doing there. But the Dolphins and Coach McDaniel, yeah. they, what they put together yeah. yesterday, and I, I know that there's stuff with that fourth and one and, and the clock's running down with your third-string quarterback. Buffalo's loud, tough to play. How they even were in that game was amazing yesterday. And, and to, to watch another team I played with that's playing tonight, the Cowboys, it's, it's kind of cool this time of the year. We start out talking about how bummed out, how empty almost you feel by the Browns not being part of it this time of the year as we're doing somewhat of a Brown show and stuff. But, man, showing your age to think, uh, you know, to have played b playoff games for the um, in Buffalo against uh, with the Dolphins to see the Cowboys playing tonight is pretty cool. Well, I was going to ask you a quick question. You talk about the uh, Dolphins and, and and their quarterback. They had a a kid that wore number nineteen, uh, a rookie. Talking about Skylar Thompson, 
this kid didn't play bad. No, you know what? He was 18 for 45, yeah. Yeah. 220. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't sound like good stats. I know 18 for 45. But, and again, not being a quarterback apologist, that the yesterday, like we have in Cleveland yesterday and today, it's a rarity this yeah. time of the year that we get sun. Buffalo had nice sun yesterday. The direction they were going caused the receivers to drop a couple passes. He could have hit a couple bombs early to, to waddle and stuff. It was impressive, though. It was actually impressive to watch him play. And, and to see Skylar Thompson, this he was the second-to-last quarterback <laughs> drafted this year, started for the Miami Dolphins, and then Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, not playing like Mr. Irrelevant, playing for the – getting a uh, playoff W for the 49ers. That's, that's kind of cool to see these two young men play play really solid, good quarterback football for rookies. But the Bernie, the, 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 the Dolphins are – I think they have a leader in their head coach, as unconventional as he is. Yeah. What do you make of Mike McDaniel? Just the leadership, the the way that he's interacted with the players. I, I love think Mike the McDaniel. Browns would love that. Yeah, no, I, I love Mike McDaniel. I like that staff. Um, got a chance to know him just a little bit when he was here with Cleveland under Kyle Shanahan back six, seven years ago. So his his background knowledge and and. Um, of coaches is exceptional and just his personality and stuff. The way he he uh, meshes down there with his team uh, uh, epitomizes what <laughs> I would say as a player's coach and and for him to have brought his team to play yesterday and to, to have a game that they actually could have pulled out you say with their third string quarterback was super impressive. Well, you know, I'm just sitting here laughing. You talked about him, you know. I just think the damn guy is just too damn smart. I mean, he is so smart. And you could tell he really is. What well, was he, yeah. a Harvard grad? And Oh, I think uh, Yale, yeah. so he may fight over that. Yeah. I called him a Harvard grad, but <laughs> what they they said he did his paper or something, his thesis on Oh, he did his thesis, his dissertation <laughs> yeah. on the the yeah. football in the 70s, right. yeah, <laughs> the 70s. I mean, you can tell he's just a, not a nerd, but uh, he's smart as hell, man, I tell you. I, but I, I and I'm going to say this before we move on, Gab, I just really felt for, only thing I felt for uh, Thompson on yesterday was, it seemed like the whole time you mentioned it, they were fighting with the clock, trying to get the playoff yeah. before, the, uh, before the clock. Because to go from fourth and one, at the end of fourth and six, really hurt. hurt. Yeah, he'll he'll be sick about that yeah. for the rest of his life. But he I mean, there's well. no doubt. The, the, him, Coach McDaniel, and Skyler will yeah. be sick of that, uh, and and have they'll reflect on that. He probably did not sleep much last night thinking about that. One of the things that's happening with teams now, and it helps having the communication with the headset in there. But it, and I love it. The motion and shift package, the personnel groupings. Um, when you're trying to trick people like you're trying to do with your third quarterback, you, you end up having to do a lot of personnel groups, motions and shifts. And when the crowd noise is that loud like yeah. that with a young quarterback, yeah. you could see you get that communication issues yeah. that really hurt them at, at a crucial time. Before we move on, Dolphins, do you think they need to take a look at a new quarterback uh, giving to a situation going forward? Uh, this is such this is this will probably be a a for sure out of my mouth a big part of the next three months or four months mm -hmm. of the show and where i focus on of the health and wellness yeah. of us and people and in and in particular guys like tua um me and tua had the same doctors at the dolphins 
um, from over the years. I saw the John Uribe the still doing that when, when Tua was unconscious on the field in Cincinnati. That last concussion that caused him to miss this last sequence of games really wasn't that big a hit. Right. So I, oh. I still remember, and, and it's not an, uh, as putting on my Dr. Kosar hat here now, once you get a couple concussions, the next few, unfortunately, come way easier. Unfortunately, it looks like Tua is getting into that situation now. I so hope I'm wrong. I so hope some of the treatments that we're trying to do um, that, are, that are new out there from a, a holistic standpoint, could bring him some relief, but this is absolutely um, a scary situation. Yeah, from the football standpoint and what they sh can or should do, maybe one thing. And then personally, what Tua can and should do, it's really tricky as a guy who's, I mean, if you told Top Dog and Bernie Kosar, 24 years old, that that was not going to play yeah. football anymore yeah. because you had yeah. three concussions yeah. in a year, we'd yeah. kill you, yeah. okay? You, you we'd want to still play, so. You, you know what I think, too? I, I think, and, and this is easier said than done, I think you have to, he's got to be aware of, because I watched the last um, concussion that he got, you got to be aware of, you know how to fall. I mean, when you're falling on the ground, you got to be aware you can't let your, your head hit the back of the uh, on the on the on the on the turf let me tell you why because yeah, uh, there, there isn't there is an art I'm to a, getting I'm hit i'm gonna give you an there example is, of me i, I mean as I, dumb as that sounds yeah last there is. year i was coming out of uh, uh one of the uh stores and i had both both for my and it snowed a lot and i had both of my hands filled and boy my feet i tell you what they went right out from underneath me and i fell right on my back but one thing i know doing that went to my mind uh, in the fall, do not let your head hit the concrete. And I didn't. See, I think he's just got to be, you know, for some reason, somebody's got to get that to him and let him know that you can't let your head hit, especially him, because, yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't a vicious, you're right, it wasn't a right. vicious fall, but it was mo it was enough, I guess, since that's his third. If only know. we knew a guy who get hit, got hit a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 wait, wait, yeah, wait. <laughs> I, I worry he's going to be emptying his teeth on a podcast. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I mean, absolutely, we say it in jest, yeah. but it, it's, um, before the Browns played the Dolphins, I ended up with um, in the same hotel um, that the Dolphins were staying in and got a chance to see Coach McDaniel, the staff, and then Tua quite a bit before that game. And you could tell the Dolphins are cognizant of that because after the second concussion, they were so specific in trying to really keep him away from getting hits and stuff too, yeah. where they were trying to do the quick rhythm RPO type throwing and stuff. But that's you could do you could kind of mask that stuff in the short run, but for the, uh, over the course of the season, trying to not get your quarterback hit. Quick question before we move on: If Tua was there yesterday, do they win that game? Yes, yes, to us. Well, because you you would understand the offensive systems, yeah. motion, yeah. motions, personnel, motions and shifts. You don't run into the clock management yeah. side of it, and then and they feel more comfortable in some of those plays. And that's nothing and, against and, Skyler. And, and right, that. that's what I was None. just getting ready to say. Yeah. yeah, nothing against him. I mean, I thought the kid played extremely well. I really under the circumstances, I thought he did. All right, let's move on to uh, Cincinnati surviving the Ravens. And we all know who Hanford wanted to win last <laughs> night. Bengals-Ravens game. Bernie, who are you pulling for? 
Well, because I took Cincy <laughs> with six and a half, despite that. <laughs> you wouldn't rub that one in, yeah, would you? <laughs> so, I'm, um, you know, I'm a bit, as much as I talk about Josh Allen and my love for him, is, uh, equally I've been as gratuitous and complimentary and with my uh, Joe Burrow compliments. Joe Burrow is exceptional again, too. You know what I, I really took out of the, the game yesterday? Not as much from, from Joe and from Josh Allen's standpoint, which is ironic to me that I'm not going to overly comp compliment those two and those two's offenses. But it reminded me of what's happened, and I saw it in the Giants game. I actually saw it with the Vikings. I've seen it with Brock Purdy in the 49ers. When you really, and I saw it with us mm -hmm. offensively in 86 and 87, bluntly, but you get to a time of the year at this time of the year offensively where I've so ingrained what I know what you're doing defensively. Mm -hmm. I get to look at every game you yeah. just played. Mm -hmm. I get to see all 16, 17 games, see preseason. I got, I got your coordinator down to a T. <laughs> I got your coverages down. You don't have new ones that you're coming up with. And it reminded me that the really good offenses, like we saw yesterday, like Daniel Jones is coming out party with Brian Dable. Um, uh, uh, Doug uh, Doug Peterson with Trevor Lawrence in the second half and stuff. That ability to when you are hitting your rhythm and you're on your game, um, it's hard to really stop top tier offenses now. And I think Joe Burrow is close to putting the Bengals offense all together. And he didn't quite do it Sunday night against the Ravens and to Ravens credit, but they're close to putting it together. Well, I got to counter with that with the defense uh, because uh, just like you say, you, you've watched every game. We've watched every game of what you guys try to do on offense. I could tell you when you're wide receivers, which whoever it is, where he lines up, what formation, what the set is, what he's going to do, what route he's going to uh, – not saying every time I'm going to stop it. No, but, I know. And so that's – and but, that's where yeah. my – and that's where my, like, yeah. studying is and yeah. why I love the bye week so much because I got that extra week to study. And actually, I would self-scout <clears throat> myself. So I would not only would I be scouting the 16 yeah. or 17 games that yeah. you played, yeah. Yeah. I would also see what I did yeah. and where was I successful because I know you're going to look at the same thing. Yep. So I'm going to say, okay, top dog's <laughs> looking at Kosar right here, and I'm looking left, okay? So if, you're, if you are outside edge of the number, yep. okay, do you have a tendency when you line up outside edge of the number to want to run yeah, a slant? Yeah. When you run line up inside edge of the number, you tend to run a fade. Those are the type of little things just to, that I will change yeah. just for that game. I will have set it up in week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, maybe even give up yeah. a game or a play or two yeah. to set up for the playoffs, knowing that I got to play like – you know, um, back in the day, I'd always get ready to play like Lester Hayes and yeah. Mike Haynes. You know, and I'd, I know. Be set, I'd be setting up plays I, for them. I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm going to tell you one particular game. I never forget. We was playing Seattle in Seattle, and I had to go against Steve Largent. And I have watched. I had watched so much film on this guy, and my film study told me if he if he lines up uh, three yards outside the numbers, he come down twelve yards cut toward the post, if he's going to run the post corner, he's going to take that third step, then he's going to go to the post corner. 
he took two extra steps. When he took those two extra steps, I jumped. Mm. that uh post pattern as yeah, soon as yeah. i jumped that post pattern he yeah. came back on the uh on the on, on the post corner on me and mm. i said god damn it boy because <laughs> <laughs> you know i knew i knew that i was in trouble yeah. when he did that take the cheese. right <laughs> just just enough to set me up and then what happens is you know as well as i do you're depending on your defensive lineman getting to the quarterback, not yeah. late, but if he's got time, it's over, man. It's over. But I want to say this about those, about that Ravens and um, that Ravens and the Ravens game yesterday and Cincinnati game. That was a football game. That was a football game. You could just feel it. Every single play, right. those guys were going out. They were giving everything. Uh, uh, they had on defensively. You had uh, guys like Camel Smith, Queen. Uh, Peterson Humphrey, uh, as far as the yeah, playoff football, the, playoff know, football. We we talk about the difference going from college to pros yeah. and the level of speed. We talk about yeah. preseason games to the regular season, the increased yeah. level of speed and intensity. Yesterday, we God, I love playoff yeah. football. <laughs> the NFL football in regular season is massively hard. It's massively tough. It's massively fast. There's a whole other level of speed and intensity when you get to the playoffs. That was beautiful to watch oh. yesterday. And and I'll say this, on, on one of those particular plays, Harbaugh, you could just see him right there. If you was reading his lips, he said, you have got to be shitting me. You know what I'm I said, I understand, my man. I understand what you're talking about. It wouldn't be a QB sneak three yards you, out. You guys know, and Bernie got me, but the Ravens should have won that damn game. But that's all right. It doesn't count who should have won. It counts who won. Who's, who's going forward. Who should have won. Okay, 49ers beat Seattle. And uh, Bernie, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but one of the bigger stories this year has been Brock Purdy. Seventh round pick, rookie quarterback, not playing like Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I've been following him since his Iowa State days with um um got his his coach uh got his coach care. I think it's Campbell with his his dad was an O line coach from northeastern Ohio. Yeah. So he's do, he's mm -hmm. been well versed in almost like a a college system that was almost well uh, versed in the running type system, the play action passing system that Kyle Shanahan's doing. And what the 49ers are doing oh. offensively now is just spectacular. Yeah, how now, much of his success is due to Kyle Shanahan just putting him in great positions? Well, you, you, the phrase that Hanford Dixon dislikes one of the most is complimentary football. Okay, so not, not that I want to bust his balls, okay, and throw out complimentary football, but Kyle Shanahan's offense and offensive prowess is amazing. We talk the length of personnel groups, motion shifts, the running game is spectacular, and the defense of the 49ers is even more impressive oh. than the impressive offense and the, the scheme that they do. So when you could rush and get pressure with four down linemen, like the San Francisco 49ers camp, oh. and you could cover with seven with the speed of those linebackers and size. And Nick Boza. Oh, and Nick Boza. They're loaded as a team. So it's absolutely, I'm not diminishing Brock Purdy's 
um, um, gifts yeah. and, and the way he's played as a rookie. But there is absolutely, we are victims or beneficiaries of the people around us, and he is absolutely benefiting from a, not just Kyle Shanahan, uh, just a John Lynch and the team they've put together is is an exceptional team to be a quarterback for. So what you're saying is that uh, I can go out there with uh, that team, that system, and... <laughs> Oh, well, no. Oh, so you disagree already, huh? Oh, okay, Gab, top dog. So, Gab, so you disagree, too, Tom, huh? Tom. Oh, what do you, what do you <laughs> I love you, so I may take you out there because I know your competitiveness and will to win. But not just anybody. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was a good one. I couldn't I could help that one. Okay, I laugh at myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> would we be without Hanford's That's right. <laughs> the Giants beat the Vikings at home. Brian Dable, now, Bernie, you have a personal relationship with him. Um, he's having a lot of success as a head coach. What was he like as a Browns OC? Um, he was he was ranked last the in last. So in, in 2009, and yeah. okay, um, we were the last rated offense in the NFL, and I was talking about and doing shows like this where people were asking me what I thought of Coach Mangini, Coach Dable, and the Cleveland Browns offense. And I said, God, I really love this young coordinator, Brian Dable. And people were looking at me like I'm a one, either a suck up, um, making this up, or massively wasted, which I think I was at that time anyways. <laughs> okay, But he was an amazing coach and did great things there. And I saw that from that point forward. From that point in 08 and 09, yet the results really weren't there. And to be, um, to uh, really be following him, friends with him, and then bluntly trying to help him get a head coaching job since yeah. um, 09, 10, 11 and stuff, to be talking to him yesterday after the game and see emotional. I'm getting emotional right now thinking Possibly about coach how, of the year. Oh, he's coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, gee, the team was woeful. Now to and Daniel Jones, oh. everybody was saying he sucked. He's good. He can't play. Now he's going to get a contract extension. Barkley saying he's the, the the leader of the team. He is the leader of the team. He had 78 yards rushing, rushing yesterday, yeah. Daniel Jones, 70, 71 in the first half. More yards than Barkley, a dominant performance. He's, he's resurrected an, or, uh, an organization, a franchise, a quarterback, an offense, um, what he's done, and it's just awesome to see to see that yesterday. Is, that is Daniel Jones going to make it into your bro crushes, your top top five? So <laughs> the way he's running, the way he's running the ball, it's going to be tough, okay, to make <laughs> make it all the way up into the top five, okay? Speaking Dable of bro is, crushes, though. Birdie, yeah. out of all the QBs we've talked about, if you had to pick one to lead your team in the playoffs going forward, who would it be? Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or Brock Purdy? Okay, I'm going to fall under my uncoachable. <laughs> I know you said just one, but um, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are head and shoulders who, who I uh, really have been talking about at length this year and absolutely are dominant-type quarterbacks. i got to say, though, right now, I love – there's so much – and Ken Dorsey's the offensive coordinator at – at the Buffalo Bills uh, handling Josh Allen and stuff. This game coming up this week, both teams, the Bengals in particular, do six to ten snaps to cover zero yeah. every game. Yeah. They did it again um, last night. They do it every game. Yesterday, the Miami Dolphins 
did about 15 snaps yeah, yeah. a cover zero mm -hmm. against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So talking with Ken a little bit uh, during the day yesterday and looking at how we are groomed and what we were groomed to do as University of Miami quarterbacks versus cover zero. Josh Allen was exceptional yesterday. He was taking a shot. That will pay if you play cover zero against <laughs> us, okay? He was throwing fades to the outside yesterday. An amazingly beautiful fades he threw. He hit one to Diggs. He hit one to Davis. Um, um, Davis had, uh, I think, seven catches for 113. Diggs had catches for 114 yards. But when you get cover zero and you have one back, they're picking it up with seven-man protections. You throw the post to the inside guy because the cornerback, yeah. the nickel or the dime back, has to cover the whole field on a cover zero. I look for those type of plays this week from both of those teams. And how do you handle the protection along with that? Because the Bengals ended up losing losing another another offensive lineman last night. You, you know what I think, though? I think with the Giants, I think the guy who sets the tone. Obviously, Daniel Jones is is, is he's playing phenomenal right now. And I, like you, I didn't know I didn't know he was that mobile. I mean, I the kid can uh, he could escape, but the guy who really sets the tone, I think, on that. Offense is Barkley. Barkley. I mean, you could just tell it, Ben. Just to, in, I mean, he runs really, really hard, but also he's a great outlet. Uh, well, his yeah. checkdowns. He had, yeah. he had, he had as many yards. Yeah. He had uh, fifty-six yards of uh, right. receiving yesterday, and Coach Dable is doing such an exceptional job of using him as a decoy too. A couple of those, quite a few of those passes are just play action bootlegs off of fakes to Barkley that's really getting guys wide open on on the on the uh, on the outside. I, I was shocked though they went into Minnesota and beat Minnesota in Minnesota. That well and they beat Minnesota while Kirk Cousins played good football. I mean he's thirty one for thirty nine yesterday, two seventy three, two yeah. touchdowns, no picks. I mean, he he played a good game, and they still lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, let's parlay this to the Browns. Little typical pun there. Um, okay, after watching these wild card games the last few days, how how far away are, are we going to parlay are, another Browns bet? You're going to really them. make sure I'm out. Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> Just betting, betting lingo. Stay away from that one, you know. <laughs> I had to do that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't let me out often. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be an adult this weekend, you know, so you well, got to deal with the we'll juvenile Bernie. To, to the Browns, uh, but well, Bernie won't be making any bets. Uh, anyway, you at home, check out Tipico. We'll get into those bets soon. But let's let's flip this to the Browns. And after watching all these wild card games and, and this playoff football, how far away are the Browns from being there? Um, Gab, I wish you wouldn't have gazed over at me when you asked that question because <laughs> in the spirit of wanting to be nice and positive, okay, the start of the new year, I want to stay in this happiness mode and this levity mode. And it's, it's just not a shot, but the realism is that we have, I know we say we got a great roster, we have a nice roster, we have a good roster, but we don't have... We don't have a team now that invokes fear to those teams you're, that we're looking at that are still playing right now. And I, I look at that quarterback list. I, I really, I, I'm a, uh, from a football standpoint, I'm really a big fan of Deshaun Watson. I love how he's, he throws the ball and, and, and moves and stuff. He, you could put him up there with him, but God, he's a half dozen cues just in the AFC yeah. that 
If you said that you got to play with that quarterback, I would not be disappointed. I'd be damn happy, as a matter of fact. And, and we just don't have those dogs on this football team on defense. I mean, we you, you got to have some dogs. And, and what I mean by that is, and, and again, I'm going to go uh, – uh, you look at the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they have some of those dogs on their team. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, they have some dogs on their football team. Like uh, like Peterson yesterday, he's the guy that was pushing the envelope every single play, just you know, getting into a fight with the uh, – uh, with the wide receiver, you got Smith, uh, uh, linebackers. You, uh, uh, what's the big guy right in the, on the on the defensive line? I'm looking at is Campbell. Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell, yeah, right they, on that defensive. They have bad line. intentions. Yeah. I mean, for young yeah. kids out there, it's partly why I'd rather sit here in this yeah. table yeah. and not coach because oh my the coach, what what you'd have to do for coaching yeah. to get them motivated to compete at this level the things you got to say the mindset you have to have isn't a spiritual healing person yeah. <laughs> right and, now and i don't want to say we're soft but we are soft and is there anyone on this team that can be that dog uh, like do you look at anyone on the defensive side and you say you point to them and say this guy should be that I, guy you know what i think emerson yeah uh when when you look at him he's a guy that uh he goes out and competes every play. I mean, he's got a little – Newsom's got a little bit um, in him. Uh, but, you know, I, the answer, do we have the players? I mean, can't do we I, – I think we're I think we're ways away right now with the talent on this, uh, on this team. So all the teams need to build talent this time of the year. Yeah. I believe that really all of us – have niceness in us, mm -hmm. just like I believe all of us have the dog yeah. in us, yeah. too. And again, this is not trying to point stuff at organizations and stuff, but we take a... I took my cue from mm -hmm. Howard Schnellenberger, Jimmy Johnson, Marty Schottenheimer. We took our cue from him, okay? I can use a lot of bad words right now, <laughs> but I mean those bad words as a compliment to how they treated us, okay? Yeah. I mean, if I say how they treated us, it would sound like I hated them. But I yeah, really yeah, loved yeah, them. Yeah. I needed it. I embraced, okay, uh, that almost masochistic um, <laughs> treatment and stuff. But there was a level of emotion that was actually ac acceptable. And there's a, a, a level of, bluntly, even guys like myself being allowed to lead, yeah. where I could actually, Dave, you ask about, you know, who's those guys, where... I was allowed to be an animal, yeah, you know, and because I was an animal, it checked the other animals in line, you know, and it kept us in in um in almost a heightened sense of of aggressiveness. And again, I for the mothers out there, for young kids out there, I don't not sure I want to do that, nor do I think you should yeah. do that now today. But to win in January in the NFL, that is the Gotta sick mindset Gotta that have you it. have to have, and you have to block out all rational logical thinking to make yourself almost a crazed animal a controlled crazed animal that's uh, able to get out there and 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 make a difference now you guys mentioned how obsessed you are you hanford says he's an addict a football addict and i know you guys were back in the day but also how closely would you actually watch the playoffs if you weren't in them 
Not that it happened. So let me let me jump in. I'm gonna listen to Hanford here. So Hanford used the word addict on that okay we, i was an addict till i wasn't and then when i wasn't involved in the games i was a big ass baby yeah, yeah, okay because yeah, yeah. i wasn't watching nothing if i wasn't in it okay oh we're going to the super bowl okay after we lost like hell will freeze over i'm not going to the super bowl i'm not watching the super bowl and no super bowl parties oh like, no no I, I, I lost a week ago just too painful it was painful just man. too painful Thank, I got uh, I got one. I'm not playing it myself. I got my Super Bowl ring in my pocket. Yeah, okay. I mean, I want, this is all I wanted. Okay. Yeah. This is more important things in life than this. Okay. But not to me when I played. Okay. So it hurt too bad. It really did. I mean, it, re it really did. And you know, we we you topped out. We were doing something last week, and we were talking about the we all dream of that Disney World ending. Um, it was so cool. And when we were getting this, the yeah. Disney World called, and I was yeah. one of the four or five guys yeah. that Where had the go. possibility of maybe doing this. And um, you think about wanting to be the guy that wins the game, like some of the kickers or some of the stuff that happened over um, NFL history. But then we have some of the stuff that yeah. happened with us. Yeah. You know, it's the drive or the yeah. fumble. It yeah. also goes the other way. And some of our brothers who, yeah. who have had amazing, yeah. awesome careers who we wouldn't be sitting up here. People wouldn't be thinking we're as cool That's right. as, we, as people say and compliment us if it wasn't for like some of the guys yeah. that have helped us be up here. And it's, it affects lives positively. And then sometimes it affects it negatively. But, man, we put everything we had out there for it. But for each other. Yeah. Yeah. We yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna move our bus along. You guys have had some really great commentary. We're gonna have more in the two minute warning later on. But let's get to our big play bets, shall oh. we? You guys did pretty good. Yes or last week. Love is burning rubber. All right, get ready to bet all season long with the show crew. We've got Cavs, NFL playoffs, and more. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you'll get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams and players. Must be 21 years old. Gambling problem? you got to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, let's take a look at some bets, Dave. All right, let's, let's pull up the sports book app. Do we have it up there, Gab? There it is. Look at that. Yes. All right, so each of these playoff games, let's take a look. I want to hear... Which team you think is going to win and which quarterback you have the most faith in in these matchups? I'm so. sorry, I digress. I had <laughs> somebody I got a I got a text from somebody yesterday that said that um the that uh, I had as much the Browns had as much chance of winning um my Browns bet as they had of winning yesterday. <laughs> 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 it took me a while to decipher that, okay? Yeah, so I'm not I'm not giving Bernie any more bets. Bernie, do not take my advice. No more Browns money line going forward. <laughs> Let's look at Cowboys Bucks in Tampa Bay. Uh we've got Buccaneers plus three. Playoff Tom plus three, not favored at home against the Cowboys. Okay, so I guess I'm supposed to start this out, yes, okay? Yes. As I had my Cowboy Super Bowl <laughs> ring, 
Love you, Jerry Jones. Thank you so much, Jimmy Johnson, Cowboy Organization. They have yeah. they are phenomenal to me. They were in a tough time for me, and I love that team. Rooting for that team. Um, Jason Light, the general manager for the Tampa Bay Bucks, was also one of my uh, um, uh, interns with the Dolphins as I finished my career, so I'm conflicted on both sides there. My heart wants to go with the Cowboys for that, but Tom Brady at home, and there's a big thing. I was massively slow, so I did not like AstroTurf, so because natural grass tends to slow down the athletes, the fast guys. The Cowboys' defense is really built on speed, mm -hmm. and they are better suited, I believe, in AstroTurf. They're still, the Cowboys are still a more talented, younger, more athletic team than the Bucks. But Tom Brady getting three points at home tonight on a grass field. Hopefully they can figure out some way to slow down that rush of, of, um, of the Cowboys. Yeah, even though that... Prescott had a big game last year. I think it was 403 yards and uh, three touchdowns against uh, them last year. I, I I can't go against the GOAT. I mean, plus, again, you mentioned that he's playing at home. I think uh, Tom Brady and I think uh, Tampa Bay are starting to put it together, and I, I can't see uh, Dallas beating him. And uh, I'm going to go with the GOAT. All right. He's, he's projected at 275 yards on the game, so – Mm. Not bad. Yep. I think I think Vegas think he's going to do all right as well. Let's. Uh, well, they, they also don't run the ball at all. Tampa Bay, <laughs> right? You <know>? Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, so that's tonight. Now we've got Jags at Chiefs. Trevor Lawrence versus Pat Mahomes. Uh, the Chiefs are favored <laughs> by eight and a half right now. Yeah. So Ooh. I'm. Uh, I've been all over the last few weeks. <laughs> My Dougie, Dougie Fresh Peterson, <laughs> awesome head coach. Love him, love him, love him. Trevor Lawrence, the athleticism is beyond belief. But, but. we talked about this last week, and I'll say it a little bit again uh, from this past Saturday. I really, really love Trevor Lawrence. He's a little tardy on his throws. He's not anticipating that the guy's going to be open. He's throwing the open receivers. Doug Peterson... Does an amazing job of getting open receivers. It's just you don't. It's tough to do consistently, and and I think that the the Jacksonville uh, happiness train has run its course, and, <laughs> and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are ready to to alleviate that sour feeling that they yes. had from playing so bad in the second half of the AFC Championship game against uh, Buffalo last year. They want to get back. Kansas City's not gonna. I believe let this slip by. Uh, you know what can I say? I mean, how are you? There's no way you can go against Patrick Mahomes and company. I mean, you just can't do it. They're playing too good, and they always rise to the occasion. And you're right, uh, Andy Reid and and his coaching staff. Um, there's no way they lose this game. And I kind of feel bad for Jackson. I guess we say that we shouldn't be like that yeah. guy who put the one point four. No way, man. Ain't no way. It's all me. So <laughs> drinks on me tonight. Kansas <laughs> Until it's City not. and Patrick Mahomes. 
Easy, easy. Over under, Bernie. We didn't talk over unders. Overs have been crushing this NFL. Playoff no, I mean, so the, like we said uh, about halfway through the year, yeah. overs when you start getting ready to play and teams now with the offenses clicking, it's yeah. a tough, it's a tough task for defenses now to to shut down offenses. And especially with the way they call the game today. I mean, you defensively, you can't do ah, anything. Ah, <laughs> no, Hey, but this is, as you're watching you these games. Hanford hated it. Bernie loved even, it. You can't even wave at a quarterback today no. without. Uh, so there was a really weak, uh, rough. That and a, yeah, that was terrible. That was what a bad one. What are supposed to do? But, but it's really telling. If like We talked about this a few weeks ago. And I talk about it at length to players. August, September, early October, the referees call every touch foul on defensive holding pass interference. As you trend towards December, let them play. And then for sure in January, let them play. Thou is allowed to grab. Let them play. Okay, you let could grab, play. you could touch, you could push, and you have to. And that's why Marcus Peters yeah. is always such a clutch yeah. January pushes, dude, man. Pushes, pushes the envelope. He gets called during the year. They yeah. call him on that stuff. Yeah. Okay, but now you get away with it a little bit, and he squat and he got yeah. himself in there. And <laughs> those are the type of guys now that you could get away with those type plays. And if you're a receiver that's wishing for a call now young men don't okay the games are too important you got to go physical and you saw one or two of the picks over the this past weekend where the quarterback got blamed for it but you, when you're going across the middle of the field you got to cross the defender's face you can't let that guy cut in front of you like sometimes these guys are doing you know what i like though did you see thompson on that uh outing up on that on, on that out and up when they set the defensive back uh, the corner up over there and what I liked about it he had him so wide open he didn't overthrow yeah. him he made sure he, he the the receiver had to come back for the ball a little bit but he still scored on it but that was uh, that was an, I'm sorry I just had to bring that up I forgot to bring that up to you yeah. earlier oh yeah, yeah yeah so we haven't seen an over under this high in a while 52 that Jags Chiefs game. You, you like the over in that? You think we'll get a shootout, yeah, Trevor the Lawrence? The are going to score 52, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but this time of the year, for the fans yeah. out there, for the fans out there, like like last week's thing where you thought Lamar wasn't going to play, but the points weren't reflective of that when we, we made the choice at six and a half and ended up yeah. being nine and a half or so. When you're doing these over and unders, and here, here's a guy who got fired for talking about bets and stuff, okay? But when you're doing these overs and unders and it's Monday or Tuesday, careful. Check the weather out late yeah. in the yeah. week, okay? Yeah. Because what it's going to be like um, uh, this past Sunday or Sunday in Buffalo is four-mile-an-hour winds. Like the, a lock bet was to do the over, okay, in those games. So if you see... Yeah, if you see Kansas City's weather is going to be nice like that, it's, it's those teams are going to put the points up. If it's going to be a winter day, though, I mean, to say on Monday that it's not going to be 25-mile-an-hour winds, I have a little issue in my personal scarring because mm. of the hell that I've gone through physically in Kansas City. Um, I ripped my shoulder and my elbow out there, so the winds there are torture. So mm -hmm. if the winds are there... Um, if the wins aren't there, then, yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game. All right, let's keep it going. Giants going to Philly. Eagles <laughs> minus seven and a half. Hanford, let's start with you this time. Boy, I tell you what, you talking about uh, those Philadelphia Eagles who's playing as well as anyone 
right now. And, of course, uh, uh, that quarterback, I think he started out in Alabama. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's, he's I think phenomenal. he started out in Alabama. Did, you yeah, know, so. Then he moved what, to Oklahoma, I think uh, he did. But uh, So does that mean uh, – careful, <laughs> careful here now. <laughs> Dable, Dable, Dable. Hey, 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 you know, I like Brian, but I, I, I think – the Eagles right now, their team, I think they're they're like a little machine right now that got it going. I'm going to go with the Eagles and also with uh, – uh, I, I think they'll take this game. Yeah, so I I really like the Eagles all year. Love what they're doing. Don't bet with your heart, no. But I – and I think I'm betting with my heart oh, and with my football mind <laughs> is I really love what they've been doing. But – uh, Jalen Hurts, and I know when I hurt my elbow and my shoulder, it hurt, but I never said it did, uh-huh. okay? Because one, you didn't want the coaches right. to know, but most importantly, you don't want the other right. team to right. know. Right. So I watched Jalen come back. I think it was genius strategy to have him play in that Week 18 game, okay, to get uh, some rust out. But when I watched him play in that Week 18 game, he has rust, mm-hmm. okay? So is it just to so I walked away from that game not knowing it was going to be an Eagles-Giants game, but I walked away from that Week 18 Jalen Hurts game by saying, was it just rust or is his shoulder still hurting him? And I actually left with saying it's probably both. So if his shoulder's a little off and his timing's a little off because he was short-arming a couple of his throws, and what I loved yesterday with the Giants and what, what Brian Dable's staff is doing is – Almost a Bill Belichick philosophy. They take away what you want to do. So they overly study what you do. So he's going to really be, I think, ingrained to want to make Jalen Hurts play within the pocket and try to take away his ability to run. Easier said than done. But if Jalen is a little rustier, has that shoulder, and those are, those are a lot of points for a, a playoff game. So I'm going to take the Giants. Well, you know what? He's taking the same attitude that I took uh, with the Baltimore Ravens uh, last week when I said, yeah. if Lamar, if Lamar, if Lamar. Yeah. So, uh, again, staying with the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, TBD. And then it is the duo bro crush. Bengals at Bills, Joe Shiesty and Josh Allen. Bills at home, minus four and a half. You know, that's a tough one because I think both of these teams, um, I think they're playing right now. They they could be had with, with another team, but uh, I, that one's going to be a tough. I mean, but the Bills are playing at home. Cincinnati is playing extremely well. What are they, what, eight, nine in a row, uh, I want to say? Boy, boy, boy. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Bills are playing at home. I think Josh is going to get it together. He didn't play as well. but And Joe Burrow. But I think the Bills' defense are going to pull it together. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills at home. Okay, I, um, <laughs> I love both these cues. Love both these staffs. Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator at, at the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fixated on... The 10 snaps of cover zero yeah. that the Bengals are going to do against Josh Allen and stuff. I know they're going to have a plan for that. I just love both quarterbacks. So I actually think the game is a toss up. So I'm in those, I take the points only for Josh, uh, for Joe Burrow and stuff. But I love both the guys. But I really want to look early and I want to watch what Josh Allen's doing because he's awesome, but he 
has been almost a little emotional. He's a little quick uh, to maybe pull it down and run. Mm -hmm. um, he sometimes uh, he didn't look. They didn't look offensively in sync mm -hmm. like some of the other teams that, that played mm -hmm. yesterday. So how that how they kind of look to get in sync. But this is this is a top tier game. Bigger bro crush right now. I'm going to make you pick Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. I'm going with Joe Burrow. Woohoo! What? I'm going with Joe Burrow. What? Yeah, I just think, I think with the way the weather could be bad, and when Buffalo, when you get the windy weather, look, this is all Josh Allen and spread it out right now. That's really tough to do. That's a lot of pressure on your QB if it's just you in a shitty weather yeah. day where the Bengals are under center. Sometimes they could. They got the Hurst, the tight end, the yeah. Baltimore leg getaway yeah. is yeah. starting to play with those wide receiver weapons. It's hard to stop. It's hard to stop those three receivers when Joe Burrow is throwing so good and Joe Mixon is running. So they could actually have the ability to kind of go under center and run the ball and do play action pass. Where Buffalo is just so goes Josh Allen, so goes so mm -hmm. goes Buffalo. Well, we covered all of our bases today. I'm going to give you the two minute warning. How about that? Go for it. Here she goes. Uh -huh. Let's do the two-minute warning. Oh, just kidding. It doesn't work on Stream Deck. Gab, click on it. It's, it's it? X'd out. <laughs> click on the eyeball there. All we'll right. edit this out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>Just keeping you on your toes, everybody. Well, you're allowed to. BK, we wouldn't expect anything different, yeah. would we? Hey, two-minute warning. Keep us keep us on our toes. Keep us excited. And keep the top dogs got me on the football addiction in January. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely, it's, it's, it's again, I want to be positive. We're starting off the new year. It's disappointing the Browns aren't part of this show and stuff. But the, the way the way we've got to grow to actually be in these this divisional round and then the following week the AFC or NFC championship round it's just really telling that we we really have growth that's in front of us if, from the Cleveland Browns perspective if we want to compete with these teams that are here in just a divisional round you know what I like watching uh, again I'm going to talk about the Cleveland Browns, but also watching the playoffs and how uh, things are developing. I like watching uh, the the offensive and defensive line. I like watching those guys really play, especially the defensive line. And that's an area, Bernie, that we really have to address um, in this uh, offseason because we just don't have those. I mean, obviously, we got Miles Garrett, but he's more of a pass rusher. I'm talking about those D tackles. Yeah, uh, I know. Right? You're so you know on. I mean, I, mean? I mean, that was so telling yesterday. Yeah. And I love yeah. all of us. We love Miles Garrett. Yeah. You know, when you asked, asked earlier in the show who's a dog yeah. in a good way, Miles Garrett yeah. is a top dog. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's, there's no doubt there. But to, to the real, the original top dog's point, he tackles in size, yeah. and man, when you look at uh, what the Bengals are doing up front with, that, with uh, their big dog who came back and stuff, that that's is it. Neely is that his name? What's the reader? Or reader, 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 yeah, reader. Like the, that's that's an essential part of of what our our probably off season free agents are going to need to be because when you see that third and one, fourth and one earlier in the year. Um, you thought it was for sure that these quarterback sneaks are going to be a given. Now you see these big-ass D 
teams with defensive tackles up there. You're not you're not comfortable just running no. a quarterback sneak, except you play. And again, I'm not trying to dog our team, but if you play our team, we're not. You're not no. afraid to do no. a QB sneak because your guards and centers are bigger than your D tackles. Yeah. We're probably one of the only teams in the league that the guards and and D tackles are about the same size. Most teams have bigger D tackles. And we want to let everybody know that we are going to be here, BK, doing this show next week and the weekend. I think we're going to do it throughout the playoffs. Finish, the, finish yeah. off the playoffs yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, Big Dog, as usual, another good show. Top show, top stuff. <laughs> top Dog, love you. You matter. Go Browns.